When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Footballist at the Arsenal. It's the first official, proper, normal post-match podcast of the season. Josh is already looking at me like I'm an idiot. Psychic Josh. Not at all. I was just following yeah, the we did a special train of one. thought. You're we right, did we did a, one with Lauren. We did a special one, which has already gone into legend by the few people who listen to it. I got, we got a load of tweets Loads on of tweets, the back of that, yeah, which is great. Good yeah. reaction. Thank huge, you. Always let us know what you think. Huge, huge feedback. That's true. We've got, it's a battle of the bears today. We've got Josh Landy, who is known by your mates, aren't you, as the bear? True. And we've got Gareth the Bear Parker is back. Not known, not known, not known by, by any anyone apart from me as, as the bear. bear. And of course now, these days, Gareth is whip it thin and thin. not looking like a bear at all. Looking like a kind of, you know, athletic bear. Yeah, yeah, let's at go most. Let's Still go got a full that. facial hair thing going on. Yeah. Tats. I'm just describing <laughs> Gareth to the listeners. And we have Alan. Oh, sorry. I've got to tell you, while we're talking go about on. the Pear Parker, yeah. I just obviously I went to America for a couple of weeks over the summer holiday. Obviously. First day in San Francisco, within like two hours of being in San Francisco, start talking to someone. It was basically a, a, a five a side tournament going on in the middle of Union Square, middle of San Francisco. Yep. Someone started talking to me, what do you do? And he would talk for. And it turns out a mutual friend was Gareth the Bear Parker. Within yeah, an hour of being in San Francisco, Gareth got which, me an introduction. Which would have been really neat had the you know everyone thing been now included in this because it would have been, yeah, no, I do, even yeah. go other side of the world. But yeah. no, Listeners, before we started, I said to Gareth, you didn't seem to know everyone because he knew the people who were here before us. Um, so you knew the Bears playing football in San Francisco? I, I knew, yeah, the Cans who <laughs> run Street Soccer USA are friends and, yeah, we're actually partners of. Mine professionally. Incredible. Well, so, yeah. Incredible scenes. And Alan Alga's here, legendary 
Uh, what was you, I mean, Arsenal, uh, Arsene Wenger, um, realist. Realist. <laughs> yeah, some say realist. Say. Come on. Um, master of stats. <laughs> Have you got any stats for us? Loads. Oh, excellent. Loads. I'm really excited. Gareth has promised me an analogy involving, um, who is it? Um, Nick Cave and Kylie Nick Cave and Kylie Minogue. Well, well, forward love to. that. It's a new form of menu. This is, so we've got an analogy to look forward to. I'm going to have a, a rant about complacency. I think, I think the whole club reeks of complacency from top to bottom, I've decided. I was, was going to say, surely, the, the realist, re, we're all realists. We're all realists. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, you know. Yeah. Um, and, oh, yeah, we should mention this. So, basically, um, we've got a new thing going on this season. It's called Fan Duel. And whatever you do, whatever hobbies you have, bin them because there is a new game in town called Fan Duel. And it's a brand new take on fantasy football, is what it is. So, forget the standard season long fantasy football situation where you're stuck with your terrible team, like particularly my terrible team. People will remember from last year, it was terrible. Um, fan league duels only last a day or a weekend, so you start afresh every week. You pick a new team, you play new contests, and you compete for new prizes. So what happens is you pick your team from this weekend's fixtures, any formation you want, just stay under the virtual salary cap of £100 million, and players' salaries change every week, so you need to be on point with your picks. Um, so you play with your friends in private leagues, or you can put your team up to compete against football fans around the country. And it's up to you whether you put your money on the line, because they are free and there are paid leagues. So go to fanduel.co.uk or download the app and search for um, the, any contest name to enter. And there's a special offer for new u- users. Enter the promo code GUNNERS, and FanDuel will refund your entry fee if you lose up to £10. So you get double the chance to prove that you're better than me. I suppose there it's good go. if you just do a week-by-week FanDuel. Yeah, it, that's had point. you picked... Arsenal players for this weekend right. just gone, especially defensively. You already might be sort of out of contention, so at least yeah. you've got an opportunity. You must have been week. a lunatic to pick some of the defenders. You would. You but would. hey, we had some. Well, our manager that. picked we, a few. Our manager did it, yeah. yeah. Let's start with that then, Gav. You brought it up. <laughs> um, so, opinions differ as to whether. So, I mean, you can understand him resting the, our internationals who got to the latter stages of the Euros. Can you? Well, because last year when he didn't rest. Um, uh, Alexis, people had a go at him, and he brought him back too early and said, "Oh, you know, he was knackered and that ruined him." So Al- Alan's already given me the, the, the right. side eye. But it's let me just finish this, this point. Yeah. So in th- a lot of people said, "All oh, right, yeah." So he's resting the players who got far in the Euros knackered, give them time to to recover. Blah blah blah. I can understand that. But then, when in the case of particularly losing two of your central defenders um, to injury, you then keep to that plan and you don't just in your mind go oh maybe wait a minute let's just bring back Koscielny because mm-hmm. that would be better than playing two completely untested and untried people in central yeah. defence who never played together before against a really good Liverpool team with loads of attacking players why didn't he do yeah. it? You, you, I mean you use the word complacent I think it's it was both cowardly and irresponsible I think that by hanging and then post-match hanging the players out to dry slightly having done that um talking about getting experience oh it's good experience before the game these these holdings first experience experience comes and development comes playing alongside a um experienced player it it would make sense to blood someone you wouldn't want to blood someone in a game like that but you could blood someone in a game like that if they're playing alongside a seasoned seasoned player by doing that in the way that he did and then quite unbelievably after the game saying that we weren't physically prepared for that oh I'm sorry that's your job yeah. that's what you're paid a lot of money and talking about realism and probably Josh is looking at me slightly because I've never actually been I was, I was quite angry because 
on Sunday was the very first time I've been let down first day of the season before. That's not a new thing. But it was the first time um, we could see something coming a mile off. I think that everyone before, and there was a sense in the pub beforehand, there was a sense in the stands beforehand that we were going to get beaten, which is quite a sound when actually mm. we should be going right with one in the league. And all of the rhetoric coming out of the club was, we're ready for this, post-City game, we're ready for this. And it flips around straight away afterwards. And by hanging them out to dry, I do think that if it hasn't damaged Chambers and Holding, they've got a lot thicker skin than anyone I know. And, and he did the same thing in the 8-2 against... That, that game. I mean, that, you know, he played completely untried and untested defenders and, and thought it would be fine. But, but by giving people a rest and saying we're going to give people a rest and not responding when you say something... When, yeah. when the landscape changes, I think that by giving your best defender, in fact, in my opinion, the best centre-back in the league, by giving him a rescue, that's one thing, the most creative and arguably most important player, and then giving, and I know we, dis- we disagree on Olivier Giroud, but by giving your only recognised striker an extended break, that's three key positions as well. It's not saying it's a flair player, we've got, it's a diminutive attacker we're missing. No, we're missing three key players, because we've got mm. diminutive attackers yeah. coming out of our arse. Yeah. Anyway. Alan, do you think he should even have rested them at all or just brought them back? I mean, it has to be said, is there any other manager who's not brought their players back from the Euros that you know of? I don't no, know. No, I, th- I think West Ham are being quite cautious with Pae, but, uh, uh, you know, he's the type of player that, that probably needs a whole game to impose himself. But yeah. talking of West Ham, last season when we played West Ham at home, he didn't rush Alexis back. What he actually did was, he said that he wasn't going to play him at all. Yeah. He said that he wasn't ready. He yeah. put him on the bench yeah. and then we panicked because we went right. behind to a team with all that f- full op- optimism of the first game of the season, much like Sunday, and then, and then panicked. And he was there available to call upon. Mm. Now, had Koscielny been on the bench, I think it would have been far worse for either holding Chambers or both to have actually been taken off and been made, a, made an example of. So... I think on, on this particular occasion, he, he was stuck. But he was only stuck because he didn't act in the transfer market. So it was effectively his fault. But, but the decision he made on the day with what he had available, I can excuse him for. But on the day, if sorry, but, he, but as soon as um, Gabriel went off with that injury, shouldn't he have gone right? Oh, absolutely, back. yeah. Back, back, and put back, him in the team, I mean, not on the Absolutely, back, back, back to yeah. the Man City game, yeah. Okay. Josh? I, I thought going to the stadium a couple of hours before the game that Monreal would be brought in at centre-back, given that he's yeah. done it before, and, it, and yeah. he actually did surprisingly okay. And you've got a very capable deputy in Kieran Gibbs, and it would just feel a bit more experienced. I'm not convinced on Callum Chambers. I don't think he did anything on Sunday to change anyone's mind. Holding, it's difficult to, to dig him out. He, he was not bought for this purpose. He was not bought to come and play a Premier League football game on the, you know, the first game of the season. So it's difficult to have a go, but I can't help but feel that Monreal w- would have been a slightly better option. But th- look, those, th- th- I'm not sure the reason we lost is, is purely down to that. I mean, that whole second-half performance, we, we dipped hugely. Liverpool, oh, course, yeah. Liverpool were tremendous. Even Monreal in his recognised left-back position you know, struggled hugely with, with Mane, who, who tore him to pieces. So there, mm. there were other factors. Defend, central defending is all about partnerships, just as strike force is all about partnerships. And you get used to playing a particular side at the back and for Chambers not only to play centre-back to play left side of centre-back as you say Monreal has played left side of centre-back he's been at the club a while as has Chambers and I'm sure in training sessions they will have played as a partnership even albeit an mm. emergency one or albeit a five-a-side one but they will have at least known each other's game a bit more These, this, is a, this is why I say it's irresponsible because Chambers is already clearly not developing in the way that everyone thought he would. It's, I, I think it's going to be very hard to develop central defenders in the way that you think of, say, the best two English centre-backs of the last 20, 30 years, Tony Adams and John Terry. 
both had two seasons where they made lots and lots of mistakes, the pair of them, to the extent where fans of both clubs would have been saying, Christ, I can't believe that guy's in again. You know, Adam's got the donkey stuff for years and years. John Terry got exactly the same thing at Chelsea. We now are in an age where centre-backs, especially young ones, especially young English ones, cannot be blooded at top clubs because there's pressure and expectation on every single game. And I don't know if it's even worth buying them anymore because you're never going to be able to play them for two seasons laden with mistakes and then say, great, we've got a finished article three years down the line because nobody's going to forgive you for the first two years of them playing and making mistakes. I, I don't think you'll ever see a player like that develop again unless you put them on loan at someone, uh, a team that doesn't particularly care, like Stoke or Watford, who are going to end up mid-table and then you take them back. I think that's the only way centre-backs will ever develop to the standard that we expect from you know, one of the greatest players that's ever played for the club. So where's the tipping point then? Because for me, like, look at John Stones going to City now. He sings a young player who's riddled with mistakes, but it's acknowledged. It's acknowledged this is part of his development. He made another mistake at the weekend and wasn't particularly dug out on it. Because it's... Uh, is there something about the culture of our club which doesn't allow someone to develop? Well, one, one of the biggest myths... Uh, I mean, there's lots of myths about Arsene Wenger, but one of the biggest ones is that he develops young players well. And I'll stand, by, I'll stand by this point. He doesn't. I would actually go as far as to say that he hinders. And you can shout that down, Josh. You're frowning. <laughs> uh, he actually I'm hinders young players. I'm just trying to think of our, our line-up on, on the weekend, and you, you could argue that, you know, Hector Bellerin has, has come through... Bellerin had a terrible young, game, and he's from extremely a overrated. Iwobi is just brought in to <laughs> be... You know, Iwobi is the one shining light, I guess, look, of the academy okay. in recent times. He, he didn't okay. have a great game. Yeah, I'm not just judging on Sunday. I'm just saying... <laughs> yeah. like, I don't think we should, but I'm judging overall. And listen, I watch enough of the youth team games to know, I know. that there's a, there's a huge lack of development there. That yeah, I agree that with. Stems that, from I agree one, with that. that stems from one man. And um, boy, I think it, people go far too far with... Why is it entirely Wenger's fault? Isn't he great at developing young players? He's not. But why is it entirely Wenger's fault the academy hasn't got enough good talent? In? He he's, is he's in not, charge of every aspect of that club from top to bottom. But he's not we going out it. finding 12-year-olds and 11-year-olds. He's not. But he's implementing a structure and he brought in the Dutch guy... A season and a half ago, after the 8-0 eight, eight debacle at Luton Town when the under-21s lost, to say it's probably not working with Steve Gatting. Steve Gatting was still on the bench at Boreham Wood two weeks ago when they lost 3-0 to a trialist team from the National League. Now, <laughs> I was there that day, and I'll stand by this point as well. I could not go around that team and, and suggest that one of those players should be in that team. No, I, one of them. So there's a big problem there, and, and, that, and that all feeds its way up. And, and people like Bellerin, I, I mean, obviously his development was, a, a, was at Barcelona, one of the best places you'd be developed in the world, according to, you know, um, everything you read. But I still think that he has become overrated and relied upon and, and was exposed at the weekend. He's very, so, he's very, he's very young. Yeah. I disagree with you massively about being overrated. I, I think he's a phenomenal talent. I do think, however, he's very young and is used to playing alongside mm-hmm. experienced defenders who will talk him through a game, who will yeah. pull him around a little bit, even like orally say, right, you, you've got to be stood here a bit more. He's, he's not positionally amazing, but he's got the pace often to get himself out of that but position. He, but at the weekend, he is playing. He did have a poor game, but he is also playing. And that's what I didn't get he about. He had a poor the, end to the season the sele- last season. Interesting. Um, he he is, but there was no senior players on that pitch who were providing any leadership. We left any. Oh, se- I mean that's standard, but, isn't it? But, 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 but with this, because <laughs> all is on the bench. Yeah. And we'll so, 
uh, yeah, we have people who can provide that on the bench. That beggar belief, because if we are going to be clearly lacking what in certain you, areas, yeah. why would you... This team selection was, I thought, was, um, was interesting. Well, <laughs> Ramsey, Ramsey, I mean, get, Ramsey getting injured was almost, it was almost like, ah, there, I'll show you... That, that, I'm right because he shouldn't have been playing either. Well, why was he? Why was yeah. he playing when, when he, he had, Ramsey was the one that we didn't necessarily need to put in the team? No. Whereas Koscielny, I wouldn't like. You know what? If Koscielny had played and he was out now for three or four weeks, it would be a hell of a you know a, 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 an upsetting situation. But you'd sort of want yeah. to accept it more yeah. than we now accept Ramsey because Kazola or Wilshere, you know, are both you know able deputies could have put in that midfield, and I don't think we'd have. Suffered greatly. It was, seemed an odd decision. Because he, he loves Ramsey. He's, he's, Ramsey's like his son. He yeah. wants to play him at all times. And pro- he probably said to Ramsey, Do you want to, even though Ramsey's exertions, really, if you think about it, in the Euros were probably far greater than, I mean, you know, as, a, I don't, as you know, the Koscielny's, well, certainly than Giroud's, um, you know, who kind well, of that, scored a few nice goals and then well, did his well, usual. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, we'll back to we'll get, we'll get back to Ali But Ramsey. Ramsey only played one more, like, to the quarterfinal. No, I know, I know. But, well, oh, yeah, of course he, he, he was, was suspended. Yeah, he was suspended. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people made that mistake the weekend saying yes. that he played in the semi-final yeah. and, and why is he there yes. because the others did and again that's another point where people have got a bit carried away and tried to hammer Wenger yeah. relentlessly where he probably deserves a bit of yeah. credit because he but did on the flip side that, you know, it's clearly not a universal acceptance of what is and isn't right because we saw Guardiola playing Sanya you know uh, on the weekend for Manchester City so there's clearly a differing opinion from medical experts in this field about what, what is yeah. and isn't acceptable what, what we can blame Wenger for surely I mean it, on um, Monday Night Football last night Jamie Carragher said that Arsenal have now become a team that you expect to lose on the first day of the season every year for various reasons so we've lost the last what three or four three or four and then in, in, three, in, three as, I, as I tweeted yeah. over the weekend in the Arsenal programme they helpfully pointed out that Arsenal have never won the league having lost the first day of the season <laughs> so that was nice that's a kind of like the added <laughs> bonus cherry on the cake that, that's that exactly yeah. what you want to see like, on the what, train what you home, want to know. Yeah. So there's complacency there. There's the fact that, you know, what we can address is there's two weeks to go till the, till the end of the transfer deadline. But the further it goes on, the, more, the less chance there's of signing in, it wasn't there. Did everyone see David Ornstein's tweets yes, about of the budget? So unbelievable. It, well, very believable. That, no, I believe not it, but it, I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, it's, yeah. Th- 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 that's the case. And I think I was going to, I will hit you with my Nick Cage, can't even well, what did, what, you Remind minute, us, remind us, instead so, of people, what Ornstein like, said. Um, there were two what backs back. Arsenal yet to agree a fee for Mustafi. Um, considering Omer, Toprak and someone Kiar as alternatives, Mustafi remains priority and keen to join, followed up by Price, the issue. Arsenal want to hold back funds for possible striker signing. Um, AFC transfer budget factors in fee, salary, agent commission, because no other club plays those, obviously. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's just us that does that. Um, and actually, I think, I'd say the, the Nick Cave kind of analogy can wait, but the analogy around this, which I think just it occurred to me, I bought with two pairs of trainers today, and I'm hardly a baller. Like, I, 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 like, I like my trainers, but they were £60 a pair. Didn't need both. But both enhance my wardrobe, both work with more outfits, and both mean that I can do more uh, sartorially. Um, and they didn't break my bank. I have the money to buy them. Um, I probably might not have <laughs> such a fancy lunch tomorrow, but do you know what I mean? It's, it's about... And I needed them as well. Yes. It'd be a real actually, shame, I'm... though, if you saw a £50 <laughs> pair next week. That was <laughs> so much better. Oh, oh yeah. terrible. But, but actually, it's so ludicrous that 
the need and, and it's what, more like I'm more I, I might, for me the analogy is more like you've got a pair of shoes been wearing for the last fucking yeah. ten years yeah. they're on their yeah, last no. they're practically you, there's probably nothing left of them yeah. left we know they're shit and you still haven't replaced well, them well I, I like my new balance um, and it's just that Pegasus 83 is out in different colours now which is what I've gone with but no I agree with you it is it is so ridiculous and um, but the, what can you accuse Van of and, and what I don't think you accuse him of is where the, the Nick Cave thing comes in is is not caring. I actually think he cares too much. I think the and the, the analogy is you know where the wild roses go. The song what? where Nick Cave and Kylie Minogue yeah. duet and yeah. then he yeah. ends up killing. <laughs> yeah, and I think he's killing our but, club. What does he but care about? I think about? he's killing it it's because. A good point. No, I, I want to talk about it this. because he's so close to it, so involved, so but intense he ca- about it. He cares he's not about, able to take a step back. He cares about something. I, I think we have to be careful as to what they. I think he cares about his reputation and his historical kind of legacy as the manager of the club, 20, coming up 20 years any, any day now. I think he cares about his vision of the club. I mean, I think he, obviously Arsenal, he cares yeah. about, he cares about Arsenal. His, it's Arsenal. his Arsenal. He doesn't care about our Arsenal. He doesn't, I, don't think, I think he's Where stopped caring about the before? fans. I genuinely, I was thinking about this the other day. You look at his answers to questions in um, press conferences. I know, you know, you can't... Some, it's difficult to say him too literally because he spouts bullshit every single day now. But I think he stopped... I think he finds it so irritating that the fans a lot of the fans whether majority or not question him and question his decisions and boo him when we're losing 4-1 oh, no, in the no, first game of the season I, I, love that. The, I think he I, finds it like that we're all a bunch of fucking useless twats who are just irritating him while he goes on his singular vision of, of staying in the top four this brilliant achievement by buying the fewest number of players possible and keeping the largest amount of money in the bank because stability his vision of this stable brilliant thing is amazing and an amazing achievement we should all bow down to him I don't think he cares about the idea that he is spending our money or not spending our money more to the point stacking it up in the bank and not investing in the fucking team and I think that I think that is the complacency and I think that's actually a scandal that he's literally we've got 150 200 million in the bank and he's so arrogant and above it all that he's like no I'm not going to spend 7 million too much from Mustafa. I'm not going to spend 60 million on this strike, even though we desperately desperately need them no I agree Sorry. That's, that's the only ra- apart if you're not inside the club with a, a complete insight as to the truth behind all those things that you've just mentioned, mm. then that is probably the most rational explanation that you can actually, that you can actually come up with. Um, and it also means that it's going to continue for on and on, on yeah. and on and on. Absolutely. Um, I mean, we, we produced odds that it's four to nine that he's going to be in charge for the first game of next season. That's well over 66%. So... Basically, nothing will change. You know, he's, it's, 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 he's going to be there. He's going to be there this at the start get, of next this, season. Yeah. And I, I do you don't think, see Alan, how do you anyone think... can defend it anymore. No. I mean, well, that's, that's because what, it, I think, I think now, when I, I look at yeah. the, 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 um, the big staunch defenders of him, I feel now that, and I've used the fundamentalist phrase before, but I feel like now they're just doing it almost like as a hobby. You know, I feel like it's fun to be an extreme defender, a, a kind of completely mm. committed 100%. I don't think so. Yeah, it, I mean, look at them. There's a couple of them. I'm not going to name them because they're probably, you know, they're not here to defend themselves. But there's people who literally 10 times a day now will tweet slagging off anyone who criticises Wenger in the most kind of like yeah. unbelievable, gleeful, they like, they love it. They, it's, it's, you, you, sometimes it feels like you're the smartest person in the room if you're going to take the opposite position to pure logic. And, I mean, logic says that doing the same thing year on year after year after year and it not achieving what you want, i.e. winning the league, you have, is a failure. But they will defend every single thing he does. They'll find a reason why it's better to not 
to bring Koscielny back. They'll find a reason why he hasn't bought any players yet, and that's fine. And if you know, the, and it just goes but on and on when, and on. When you said earlier, the one thing I did disagree with you on is that you have this idea that he only wants to be four, that he only wants to be in the top four. Whereas, for right or for wrong. I believe what he, he, that he believes he's capable of, of putting together a team capable of winning the league. Now, but that's even all of more us, worrying, Josh, because arguably, it means his yes. brain's gone as well as his, his <laughs> values. Arguably, yes, but you know, what I can I do? I think his desire to win the, the league is not as great as his desire to prove he can keep on going like this. No, I disagree. I well, think, there's I think he's there, there are a number of fans that are behind that, though, Josh. Because you talk about those accounts that somehow have taken this, what you call a fundamentalist position, for Wenger. I saw one of them tweet a poll the other day that said, uh, top four under Wenger the next four years, or two seasons under Mourinho where we eventually win the league. 80% of that person's followers yeah, right, right. chose the Wenger route yeah. Of, of top four But then if their rhetoric is all pro-Venga, they're probably going to attract but, those. But all that illustrates is that yeah. those people have a state of mind yeah. that's well within the parameters of what yeah. <laughs> Boyd just said Venga's way of thinking is. So, I can uh, it's like be, they are prisoners of this be, mindset. You could be yeah. there. I, 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 th- I, I think... You know, we always try to sum this up in the first 20 minutes of every podcast before we go on to the next thing. But there are a varying range of Arsenal fans, OK? So, th- so the normal joke at the moment from all the stupid banter accounts is that we make U-turns and we say Wenger out one week and then we win 4-0 and we say Wenger in. We don't do that. It's just mm. certain groups of fans shout loudest at certain yeah. times. Mm-hmm. There are fringes of those groups and I, I, I don't even agree with the ones that are roughly on my side. If you're charging the stewards to, to go and berate a 70-year-old man on the touchlines at the weekend, then there's something inherently wrong with you, especially in front of a group of kids at the front. Um, you can shout and holler all you like. What you're actually doing there is not changing anything. You know, your, your, beha- your behaviour is a disgrace. But there is a point, a breaking point for some people. And I think most people, just on, on the realistic side of things, will say... They can't really defend it anymore, and they do want Hang explanations. On, the, breaking, the breaking point can't be just Sunday's defeat. I mean, no, but you say it's, that. It's, 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 it's symptomatic of the bigger problem. Sunday yeah. is symptomatic of the bigger yeah. problem, and I think that for me, and I agree, I, we've had this discussion on here before that I'm a fan. First and foremost, I'm a fan, and on Sunday I didn't boo, and I did like the, some of the stuff coming out about like are people boo when Klopp got involved in the celebrations. Now, brother, they're not booing that; they're booing the fact we've just gone four one yeah, down. Of course, it's, of course. It's, 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 it, but but the fact is, I, I won't boo. I will cheer my team. I will never join. Yeah. I, I try. Having said that, and we've had this discussion as well, how do things change? Because it is that sense of powerlessness yeah. mm. um, at the moment which is most demoralising. Because I'm not saying I haven't got this huge chip on my shoulder. Oh, we deserve this. We, we, we are Arsenal. We, no, we need to earn it like everyone else. But we could. And it's the fact that we won't even make those steps. There's an indecisive nature around the club. Other clubs are decisive. Other clubs went, right, we need this. When we signed Chaka, and I was like, that's great. Cause we've mm. made it. Now, let's mm. get another couple more in, get some pre-season... It's going to be tricky anyway with the truncated nature of pre-season, but let's get a squad together that can compete. Other clubs have done that. Yeah. Yes, other clubs, other clubs have had... I think, I think the, this is what no Jeff, other... Jeff Arsenal asked me this particular yeah. question because he, 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 you know, he's, he's completely on that opposite side. And he asked me on one of the podcasts last year, he said, what are you actually expecting? And I said, the bare minimum for this club 
is to use all of its available resource to finish as high as possible yeah. and try as hard as possible in every single competition that we enter on behalf of the fans that spend their money. That's not a big yeah. thing. And I also yeah. followed it up with, if we end up seven or eight points behind Manchester City and Chelsea that are throwing millions and millions and millions of pounds at, at you know, um, big signings and things like that, things that we can't do, mm. and we finish just beyond them, having done everything possible to do that, I'll take my hat off and say, hey, we got yeah. as far as we could, we couldn't compete with it. It was Leicester that beat us last year, so there is mm. no excuse. Mm. And, and all the excuses fell away last year for those people. And mm. we're not being unreasonable. No. We're not being and unreasonable. And also, I, absolutely, and also, Graham soon is made the brilliant point I thought on uh, Sunday on Sky when he said remember what, what, what did we build the Emirates for why did we move to the and the whole thing has always mm. been the narrative has always been because to make us an elite club in <laughs> Europe and one of them competing with Real Madrid and Barcelona well, and Man United well then, it, then stop going on about that because mm. that's clearly not worked our figure, I mean, our figure for the 10 years we've been at the Emirates is, is m- minus 4 million as in 4 million profit uh, that's all transfers, net spend, in and out, over 10 years. Four million profit. So we've effectively spent no money on players for 10 years. In, in terms of the, what, what do we go to the Emirates for, it, it became to be, to be in this position. So we what are position? in that very strong Well, the position financial... where we've got 200 million in the bank and yes, don't spend it and yes, finish the top four. that's the answer to your question. <laughs> I would dearly like to see some of that money spent, but that is why we came here. We came here so we could make £3 million a game in terms well, of tickets. that's not what we were told. We were told we were in that. We were told we had to do that. We had to build the Emirates to become one of Europe's elite clubs in terms of success. On the pitch. Well, I think we they're were, intertwined, the money and, and the success. Well, so hopefully no, no, no. the success is coming, I agree with you. <laughs> but the <laughs> bank's but there to fund the success. Or at least, as I Absolute, said, of course. Yeah. fund of course. us trying to the best of our ab- available resource and ability to be as high as we and, can. And, and it's but, do you, might, do you, what do you think will happen in the next two weeks, boys? Well, you, I, that's the other thing, of course. Hand do you, on heart. What do, you, do you think I we won't sign anyone? Think it sh- I, think he's, I think he probably will sign Lacazette and Mustafa, on the basis that, like all else, they're, they're, for me, they both have the ring of all our, the Zakas and the, um, who was the other signing before him, who um, played on Sunday. Holding. You hold, no, in the midfield, you know. Um, El Nenny. El Nenny. The, we, generally, there's months and months of speculation when we're linked with those kind of players. And clearly, we're interested. And then finally, 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 a deal was done. But they're so, available. The players we sign are available. That's why I don't, I'm not so sure about the Las Gazette thing. I think well, no, the Mustafi no. thing is he's available. Virtue uh, said they will me, sell him for the right price. Before, uh, uh, Lacazette won't be coming. Oh, fucking hell. No. Yeah. Right. I don't think Well, so. scored a hat trick at the weekend. They're quite happy to keep him. And, well, uh, well, now, but now, having said that, I, I, I feel, you know. I feel he's got to sign a striker and a, and a central defender. Which, which striker's available in, in Europe? Weeks. I know. Because right. Ozil, we signed him. He was available. He was up for sale. Sanchez was up for sale. We All need right. to sign someone where a club is actually saying either right. financially they could do with it. Yeah. And, and that's why the Valencia thing is, is the most happy thing. The, or they go, well, actually... Okay. With the proviso that you're right, of course, all the things you're saying are logical and right. And with the proviso that, of course, the longer it goes on, Bony. why would... The, their clubs suddenly sell their key, well, key players and how, they, they can't replace them. Well, how about this, boy? You go on. There's a, there's a great account on Twitter called Sock Analysis. There's a lot of uh, really good stuff, stats and things like that. But he was in an argument with an Arsenal fan the other day and he asked this question to all of his followers. The last, and, and you'll be racking your brains for this one, the last person that Arsenal signed, big established name, that a club didn't want to get rid of, as in... We went and right. took someone oh from somewhere wow. where Arsene they didn't Bin? want to come in. 
Well, he, yeah, wasn't he had a good tournament, didn't he? At the yeah. time, and they they needed we had a good the money, tournament. They? They, they 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 were they, being they, fined by their they, league. They weren't exactly struggling. Yeah, oh, were they? Okay. Oh my God. Um, what about? Oh. Fair amount of dead air. Are we going back yeah. to the? Are we going back to? I mean, nobody came up with a good enough answer. I mean, people right. were saying Franny Jeffers and saying that, yeah. you know, he, Everton probably still wanted to keep him, but... Yeah. What's you know, brilliant we is we don't, ag- we don't agitate, yet still we still piss people off. We, and, oh, yeah. We've annoyed enough, we've annoyed enough Liverpool through didn't negotiations. Even get, didn't even get Suarez and made Brilliant. ourselves look stupid in the process. Something's, you know, something's well, there's not another, right, So people had there? a go at Thierry Omri as well. I keep going on about the pundits on TV the weekend, but I thought yeah, that... You, people, you watched a lot of TV. I'm a, I did, of course. <laughs> but I'm, I'm so it's like, that's your job. But then, you know, the point is, because people... Because the, the, the Wenger... The Wenger cult kind of get furious with other Arsenal fans and say we're all morons and then they say how dare we you know have you got coaching badges they will do it that's a constant thing isn't it you're not you know he's been manager 20 years obviously he's a genius obviously well on, on, in some ways <laughs> Alan will challenge that but you know forget me of course I don't know anything about football I'm an idiot I'm a moron yeah blah blah blah, blah. I said we should sign um, that idiot Balotelli people get reminded me yes I didn't say that because we desperately need a fucking striker so I even said that but Every expert on TV says the same thing, right? In, in different ways. They're all looking at different ways in which Arsenal are unique in the world and Wenger's unique in the world and these weird non-decisions he makes. But, Hang on, but you're, you're implying that Wenger hasn't acknowledged we need a striker. Which, of course, he has. Oh, no, no, I'm not claiming that. I'm saying okay. he hasn't fucking got one. Well, um, but Thierry right. Omri said, so among all the various reasons, Alan said, you know, what, what possible reasons can there be behind the scenes we don't know about? You said your thing, your thing, your story about us trying seven, was that right? Failing, trying and failing to sign in the... But we're, yeah. on, we're on to number seven. Seven yeah. numbers, apparently. So there's all these theories what happened. But Thierry Omri said, well, the other thing is that, that people don't want to come anymore. That, that, that yeah. you know, all the pro-Vanger people yeah. think is this great draw because everyone in the world worships the granny walks on. But, well, clearly it's what you with Vardy. Clearly, I mean that. Unless we all got that story wrong, <laughs> and you know, but sure, I, know, I would argue. I mean, I'd, I mean, I'm, that, I'm not. You know, obviously the guy's a moron and a, and a racist and all that. But he is, did score a lot of goals that season. He's a good but friend of mine. Can't, but sorry, you've, you've <laughs> sorry, but, Alan. I mean, but, but we can't attract. <laughs> clearly, we we're not. We can't attract various players for various reasons. No. There, was, there was no indication from him whatsoever in any of the messages that I had from him oh. that he that, that he was amazed about Arsenal being interested and. In, Coming along, I sent Excited. a couple of jokey messages to him saying, right. "I'll show you where to live in Hadley Wood and all that." Uh, not, not one single thing. He's also and, not really renowned for being uh, sort of self-deprecating. It's so quite a confident guy that probably thinks he worries. Well, he is actually. I, I, like he's that. very different from this persona that that's been based on one I take video, back everything I one said. drunken video. <laughs> no, not just one. I mean, also it, the way that that um, double, the guy who looks like him, has had has been treated. That's been terrible from from the way that that's been perceived and, and played oh, he's, out. He's stalked his whole family. Domestic, I mean, let's not get into it. Let's not get into the Vardy. Let's. I'm sure I am judging him. And his but wife. I don't think it, there I, comes a point when you say, "Hold on, mate, don't flip him be outside when my wife's <laughs> pushing the baby in a buggy because you want to walk right. along with her and I, get picked." We want our footballers to football. Would he have been an improvement of the footballing team? I don't think so. No, no, fine. But the bigger point that Thierry Omri was making. The bigger point. The Thierry Omri point, which. Everyone slagged I know him off you're for. saying that we didn't want him. Everyone slagged off Thierry Henry for daring to claim that players might not want to come to Arsenal anymore. But it's clearly painfully true. Otherwise, we would have fucking signed 
people. That can only be one of the. If you really, if we, you know, they're, all, they're, also, they're also aware of how cash rich. So everyone is now. What's twenty yeah. of the top thirty clubs and richest clubs in the world now? The Premier League clubs because the TV Correct. money. So you've got that ability to go to a Crystal Palace and be paid the similar salary. You've got so certain players now are aware that they could dem- demand bigger bucks. So if they're coming from abroad, in particular, they'll be a bit more. Mm-hmm. Well, what's your USP now? What is what is it that's going to set you as a club apart from another club I can go to that might be rebuilding? And then you look at the decisive nature and the kind of the brutal win-win-win efficiency of Mourinho and things like that. You would go somewhere like that if, you, if what you want to do is you win You line those managers up. Who would you all... want to play for? He doesn't, he doesn't inspire anybody. I mean, look, I've, 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 I've played the football point. at different levels that are not going to be anywhere near there. But you do sort of need that kind of inspiration, in, even, in, even in your work life. And, and, and management's a massive thing. Mm. Did, you see, the, uh, did yeah. you see the look from Ramsey when yeah. he was doing the whole head-scratching <laughs> yeah. thing? Yeah. That spoke a million words, I that agree, picture. Yeah. It spoke a million He's words. Then not, hang on, I want to make Scratching his head, who's, who's suddenly lost it. And I bet they see more than we are speculating here as to how much he's lost it. I bet. I'm not convinced he's lost it. And I do, but I do understand the point. But that's ridiculous. I do All the proof's the ahead of you. 12 years of proof is in front of you. And people like you and Jeff say he hasn't lost it. I think there are cracks starting to show. It. It's I want to go back to a previous speak. point. He almost had a Koreshian hold over. <laughs> uh, we've gone a lot on the cult. <laughs> yeah. but, but he did. Like, I've seen expats. I know a few of the guys who used to plan to him. And they all talk of him in such a way as their playing time. But increasingly now, a lot of these guys are pundits. And they are quite sad about what yeah. it's become because and you actually look at the Theo Walcott so Theo Walcott is a, a, a Wenger man he always has been always was mm. and all of a sudden now the, the, the clear fracture between their relationship and this ridiculous I want to play there oh but then the next day Wenger comes out and I actually agree with you that there is a I hate the term lost the dressing room but I, I've played at various levels and if, you don't, if the majority of the team isn't happy and doesn't want to play for the manager that will permeate throughout the squad. Yeah, Josh. I, I just want to make a point because we, we've been saying, "Go, oh, no big name wants to come and, and play for Arsenal." But during this we, podcast, we've signed. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> imagine. I'm so sorry to say, we have signed nobody during the podcast. But if you look back to that invincible squad, I mean, it was full of people that weren't massive names, and, and that was the glory of, of Wenger. It was what Lauren, who, who came on the podcast. People, uh, what, like Gilberto Silva, every Edu, single one. Every single one of them says that they took hold of the dressing room. Lauren said it on the podcast the other week. He said, he said, the you knew that if you, you were said dropping... no massive name wants to sign for the club. Well, that yeah, wasn't, but they weren't... But, but we've were, managed to we win made, things without signing massive name after massive names name. We made big names of those players. The landscape is changing football, though. But That's the thing. the fundamental thing, and, and Boyd nearly touched on it earlier before we went off down this route, the fundamental thing, and it's something that I've always said, is the guy stopped being a good manager when... Good managers left the pitch and were there to mask his deficiencies. So as soon as he lost the people doing that job for him on the pitch, it suddenly all unraveled behind the scenes. And that is why, and nobody remembers this, but that is why when we were losing 3-1 at home to Blackburn in the 1997-98 double season, you're going back to the 13th of December 1997, (laughs) there were dissenting voices shouting up at the dressing room out in Avenal Road that he should leave the club because we'd just been knocked out against Payok Salonika in the UEFA Cup and uh, had two home defeats, then lost 3-1 at home to Blackburn to go about 6th or 7th in the league. And Tony Adams and Martin Keown took charge of that whole team, changed the tactics, 
put Petit and Vieira in more defensive positions, said at least one of them has to stay back. We went on a 25-game unbeaten run and won the double. Those two guys changed changed his tactics for him and won him the double. I think you're and undermining Wenger's role. Yeah. Well, at the point, the at the point David Moyes left Manchester United, he had a better record in his, all his games for Manchester United up to that point than if you took Wenger's, Wenger's first games, number of games to be an identical but you number say of the games. Same about Ferguson. It's a different... It's, yeah, well, I think it's... The landscape in football has changed so dramatically totally. since... Also, Moyes that, took over a team that had won the... One but what I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. what I think Venga is undeniable, what I think is undeniable now, Josh, now, and uh, you know, to, to, to the Jeff Farsons, is he's just lost that aura in his camp. He's, well, you have, we're I mean, loosely, I mean, we're both pro <laughs> but he's Venga, definitely, but... but he's definitely lost that aura. I think he had you're an near aura. the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm no, you're, you're weakening. I think, I think, <laughs> I think he's lost. He had the aura. Whatever you say, I mean, we cannot argue about you know the extent to which that. That insight just now, whether you know he, his achievements, his he, I mean, he did one spot time. He was happy to buy seven players in a, in, in, a, in a transfer window. So you know, and I think back in the day, he, he was he was an incredible manager, and his, his achievements were incredible. And but I also think he had an aura about him where he was changing the way you know English football worked, and he was and all the diet stuff and all of that, and tactical and the way he got Arsenal playing brilliant football. But I think all of that has disappeared because. Now, he is the man with his head in his hands in the first game of the season who is completely, let me finish, who's completely paralysed, who's completely paralysed seemingly and can't buy signings before the end of the transfer window and can't, won't go out there and try and grab players from other clubs that aren't available, as we're saying, and can't attract Jamie Vardy, whether you think he's good, good enough or not, and can't even, you know, kind of make big decisions like bringing your central defender back... Bit early from the Euros because you the, fucking obviously all, need him. He did make a decision. He made all, a decision. Like no, but this is all complacent. This is all paralysis. This is all making making. But he, he's for, sticking to the first decision, not changing it. When clearly there's a problem. We, ha- James, we, James haven't, we haven't moved uh, with the, we haven't moved with the times at all. You talk about this kind of innovation and basically putting all our players on creatine and stopping them boozing was was almost yeah. what what he did, and it was great. And yeah. it was but everything changed, and sports science became more of a thing, and it became more competitive. The money became more important, and therefore you need. And he hasn't. Okay, and but, I know. But so by the time he was gone... winning trophies in 2004, you know everything had changed. Everyone else had caught up with that. But yeah, everyone's caught up. Not yeah. so much with the training. So the infrastructure of the club didn't move forward for a long time. And if he's got a finger in every pie, so People... I know sports scientists that have gone into work at that club and been appalled that it is still 2004 there. That there are lots of you can put all the fancy gadgets in a room, but actually the approach to certain things has, hasn't moved on. Think, so we're talking about, and mm-hmm. if Wenger is overseeing all of that, and we're such a well-resourced club, he's the one that's culpable. He's the it, one that's responsible. But for, even standing back from all that, isn't it incredible though? When you step <coughs> back from it and think about it, really, to go back to that question, if he just signed two players, if he just signed these, like, he was still with the manager Starfleet, of those two players three like, weeks ago. No, hold I on. made this point, and no, I think, but at least he'd, he'd still but, be the one yeah. putting them on the pitch. You know? Well, got, well, but this is my other thing. This is my other theory, of course, my other underlying theory, which I've been going on about for years, as to why he doesn't, in the end, do the thing that he needs to do. Get because I think he's scared. This is why he never took. This is why he never took the Real Madrid. I mean, I do think that's absolutely why. I think that's true. But I still think. he'd have been exposed. He knows it. I think that's true. He's had the opportunity. Surely the Premier League but, is but, a tough league. But I think league. he's being ex- exposed to an extent. He's being exposed he in a way that... Out, he's outmoded, and actually now, we're talking about him being the manager. What Talking about the Invincible season, you read Amy Lawrence's book about these little moments he set up in training, so he didn't actually coach so much. He allowed the players to learn from each other and create uh, mm. um, relationships, and that's brilliant. But that requires 
the players to be a certain character and a certain technical ability. Yeah. We may well have the technical ability, we don't have the character now. So you need to see, as Mourinho did with Costa and Fabregas a few years ago, go, right, what does this squad need? Go and get it. Not just a big name, but what does this squad need? Mm. Now, the whole thing about Xhaka, which is one of the reasons I was happy we signed him, was this leadership thing. He's a young lad, but he's got famous leadership. Everywhere he's gone, he was captain at 22-23. He's great. Um, him not starting the game, we haven't even mentioned that. And I know we came on and he looked not necessarily yeah. the sharpest, but yeah. he was having to come up to the speed of a game, thrown on at 4-1 down, come up to the speed of a very fast and furious mm. Premier League game, mm. where if he had set, settled in the first half, might have been able to control it a bit more. That was confusing for me. Why we wouldn't play him... Again, someone who seems to be a leader. And it's Again, about that character. You're right, I agree with that. But I, I still want to just, as we draw towards the end, and, you know, we, so I, for me, if he did sign those two players, you know, if he signed, you know, a good centre striker, an out-and-out striker, you know, we don't, I mean, people are saying we might sign Mares, you know, there's one of, one of the Wenger... So we'll no, say, that's been... That's been has that been that completely gone? Written you know, whatever. Today. I just think if he did, then I would... I would, I would I would at least back him. I would be back to, right, it's possible we're going to compete for the league. And it's possible he hasn't completely lost his marbles. And he's, and he's you know, he's done his best to do what has to be done is to sign those two key players. And then all this other stuff, I'll be like, all right, we'll see, we'll see. But Alan seems to be, Alan, most, most of you are saying we don't even think that's going to happen. Do you think if, if that doesn't happen, here's my final question. If we don't right. sign a fucking striker and a central at back, and we have to have both, we have to have both of those things, then, I mean, we might as well give up, mightn't we? For me, I mean, really. We've got, you give know, up he, on what? Give up on hoping the hope is dies. Hang on, can I... So I ask you a question for the league. I ask you a question Give back. up on... I mean, you know, I mean... We really if we sign be, two players, yeah. do you still think, you think we'll win the league? No, I think we'll compete. It's always about competing. Okay. Alan maybe right. alluded right. to it. That's all I want. I don't... I don't there's no problem. Any two players We've now got, two players. We're now facing... <laughs> no, any, no, a good... A, pro- a proper striker and a proper centre. Only, only one team can win the league. Yeah. I want us to try our best every season yeah. to do that. It's a really simple thing. It it's a no more really simple right. thing. It's only six club. months ago yeah, we went favourites to win the title. Well, right. in, uh, in the, yes. worst, in the yeah. worst Premier League yeah. since Premier well, League. Well, Josh, Josh, you shouldn't have brought that up because he, he, <laughs> he, 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 managed, he managed to take one of the most amazing records ever. And, and I mean, I put it in the Racing Post in one of my little write-ups, but... He's now been odds-on for that league in five <laughs> seasons where he's actually not managed to get over the line. If that happened to a horse in a race, it'd be retired. <laughs> it would incredible. actually... You're not racing anymore. That's, that's actually, you're, get, mm. you're, you're going ahead in a race. Everyone thinks you're going to win the race. Oh, no, you didn't. But for you... If that's exactly what's happened before, in five yeah. of the last ten seasons. Amazing. Before We've we gone g- odds-on. Before we get to... Or you could argue he's punched above his weight in seasons we wouldn't expect what? us to win the league in terms of getting us to a position where we, where we could. No, because the way that those odds are worked out is all the mathematic, ma- mathematical modelling about those players... And about all the opposition that we have to come that season suggests that that team Correct. should I agree. mathematically From that position, win yes, the league. I, I totally and someone trust me, I understand better. Well, someone has managed them into a position where they made a mockery of those Correct. statistics. Correct, but if Arsenal started the season at 4-1, to 9-2, whatever it was in these seasons, and he got them to 5-6 to six on, that shows he achieved something. Yeah. <laughs> he did, he, you can't have it both ways. No, but the, you can't the, knock the, him for not the, managing to see it through. But, when that's, but we've all we've been like almost me. there for a long time, and it's that almost there. I think that's the most frustrating. That how long has it been? I just that we only need these two but players. The but the almost I agree. I just don't think we've had a squad to win the Premier League in the in recent years, and we desperately need additions. Would so come finally, that we will. if we before we get, yes. we've got to get to predictions, what's going on? It's like it was physically capable longest ever pod. Yeah, what's going? I mean, what? I mean, what's going to? If we don't sign those players, those still think we're coming the top four. 
I think oh, if we have this squad that. now, we'd come we can come to the top four. That's, that's an absolute We've mastered top fourness. Yeah, but it's a, it's a, it's a six-horse race. It's a six-horse race, you think, if that. Do you think we'll finish, if we don't sign anyone else? Yeah, I think we'll finish in top oh, four. Oh, I, I, I think At the moment, we're odds on to finish in the, the top four. Thing, if you get yeah, we back. are. We are. Yeah. Gareth, but the one thing that Dwayne has proved beyond all doubt is he can finish in the top four, no matter what the fuck happens. And he's got that we absolutely second last year. And he, I think, yeah. It was, it was, it came out it was almost embarrassing that, that, yeah, that, that, the way they Spurs, last year. They know. They know. They know that that isn't true reflection. We're going to four third seconds. Hmm. Progress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's um, no progress in terms of all the. Oh, the do you reckon this time next week we'll have got two signings? Pretty exciting. <laughs> well, that's the thing. This is the away. mindset. Sorry, before we, this is it. It's something up, isn't it? You're laughing. We're all like incredulous at the idea that we signed two fucking football players. Arsenal Football Club. We have the highest match day income in the world, I think. And we're still, like, we're going. Oh, it'd be someone, incredible. I, I read someone, it would be un- parallel. Someone said something like, "Oh, listen, he'll probably go and sign Greetsman next week." And it's like, actually, I read it and went. That wouldn't be. It would almost be like, see, that's what you want. And I wouldn't be. I mean, he's a phenomenal player, and he's at the top of his game. But he's not at a club that is. And he works well with certain players. And is that it, is something that it wouldn't no be on. The, <laughs> we, we, no we've got to wrap up. I know, but I just take the view. He has been so public in his pursuit of Lacazette. There yeah. was clearly lengthy discussion yeah. with Vardy. Whatever, whatever happened. It's been so public that I just, yeah. I just, You've I can't bring to myself to believe that no. some striker isn't coming to our club yeah, is going to improve our you, squad yeah. and hopefully I'm with you. And if we don't, starter. if we don't, no fucking excuses. I don't want anyone. I don't want Jeff Arsenal. I don't want those psychopathic Wenger people. I joked and you pulled a face when you said Wilfred There's... Boney. Wilfred Boney is available. <laughs> Wilfred oh, Boney. And I genuinely think mm. that is more likely. Can I just go back? Your, your, your available yeah. point, I don't, I don't know, because when, you know, Thierry... We don't on, sign unavailable know, players. It's fine, but Thierry Henry, when he came to the club, wasn't being loved where he was. No, Dennis Burke, I mean, that's pretty anger actually, but Thierry Henry what, you know, wasn't loved where no, he I'm was. Not saying it's, that's it's, okay that we take players that aren't loved us, but if we can improve them into much better players But if players their club doesn't want them, that's they're not the very, very best at that point. Right. We need people to come into this club. I don't think Ozil's a bad idea just because he was not being given the... Oh, sure. But no, I'm not saying someone's a bad idea. I'm saying that actually it sets us back. It doesn't allow us to compete for the very, very, very best. Because those very, very best but you, will yeah. be shackled by their club. And what you're saying is, yeah, and what is undeniably true is you cannot now conceive of Arsene Wenger, our current manager, going out and doing the kind of sign, achieving the kind of signings that Mourinho is doing and Conte is doing. And you, you, it just, it's, it's, it's inconceivable, wasn't it? And know, why is it so? Ozan and Sanchez were massive no, 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 signings. No, no, yeah, but they were, the but, the, but they were places that became available for various reasons, complicated reasons. Yeah, He's not like, going out, he didn't go out there, he definitely, we know for a fact with Ozil, he didn't go out and go, right, I'm going to fucking can get Ozil now. Despite, That's not what happened. Despite the PR spin Whereas, that Jeff wants right, to They just didn't know. I, love, from the I love the fact we signed Ozil, but you know, factually, that's not what happened. And I'm saying other managers, actually, at elite clubs in Europe, that's what they do. They go out there and they go, right, let's get this player. We know we need him. We'll pay whatever the fuck we need to pay. And you can't conceive of Wenger doing that. Finally, what's going to happen against Leicester on Sunday? Is it Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. We, Saturday, 5 30. Saturday. Yeah. yeah, I'm going up to the game, actually. Right, I think I, yeah. yeah, I think I am. So. Are you going as well? Yeah. Oh, terrific. Maybe we should talk about transport. <laughs> uh, one all for me I just think we'll, we'll do enough to, to get a point and, and get our season going Alan 2-2 um, yeah, I think right. it'll be a draw yeah Vardy's definitely going to score obviously 3-1 Arsenal 3-1 Gareth. Gareth I can't see it's winning yeah I think it's going to be um, I think it's going to be like 2 all. yeah Someone said that already. You said I that. did, yeah. I'm, I'm, you're allowed to. It's I'm like we're you allowed to. You both are actually yeah, the are. same thing. Although, <laughs> traditionally, we don't. I like different score predictions. Yeah, but obviously, it's a meaningless load of old nonsense. Um, 
Thank you very much to everyone. It's been Alan, Aaron, Alan and the Bears. It's been um, obviously sorry for what a great band name that is. <laughs> Alan, Alan and the Bears. We're going to be back next Tuesday. Oh, we? Yeah, we are. Yeah, good. Great. Uh, I'm sure we'll have signed <laughs> those two players. Yeah. We'll have signed um, Joe Hart. Joe Hart, Wilfred Boney, and it was that Joe Hart's. Who's that defender we were linked with? That idiot, that terrible Man United defender, Evans, Johnny Evans. Johnny Evans. We'll sign Johnny Evans, Boney. I would take Johnny Evans right now. Anyway, anyway, thanks. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.